Good afternoon, good afternoon. Just in the presence of God, as you are also. And God gave me a very powerful encounter with him. He makes vehicles, flying vehicles in the kingdom. And I'll never forget the one he had me to fly in. It was a... I don't even know how to, you know, <laughs> the name or even give you an example. But I've never seen it before. And it just drives. It looks just like a flying vehicle. It has wheels and everything. It's just in the air. And God drove over my head and had me to look at him. But the way how God appeared in this vision was totally different than how he always appeared unto me. This time he had short hair. And God always have shoulder-length hair. And he looked so much more younger than he ever did before. And he looked at me eye to eye. Father, you are very, very handsome. Very handsome. And he looked at me. And I looked back at him and he flew over me in the vehicle. He wanted to show off the vehicle. And I say, God, that is very nice you make that. And God say, I made one for you too. And I visioned it outside of the mansion that Christ had prepared for us. Our mansions and so many other things he prepared for us. And I thought about where I reside in the kingdom, where my mansion is. And I say, Father, you and Christ walk past my mansion every day. You walk past every single day. And I'm not there because I'm still here. But it's already been prepared for me for when that time comes. Just imagine, envision that encounter. They walk past your mansion every day. And knowing that your, your assignment is not yet finished here in the earth. And when we depart our body, we enter the presence of Christ. Hell is created already. But Satan is not in hell until judgment day. He's in a pit. And the pit looks like a sewage. It's a very, very, just no place no one will want to be. And it's like no end to that dark place. Nothing good is there. Just walking in sewage all day. In a sewage all day. Like a very dark tunnel with nothing good. Even the couches in the pit have holes and moth eating. The kitchen is dirty. Nothing is clean. Clean is good. And even the clothes that Satan wear are like that. But Satan could try to appear and dress himself to look so mean, so demonic, 
so, you know, frightening, not even attractive. And yet, that's not even how he really looks. You have to remember, he was created to be the most, you know, glorifying archangel for God to receive his glory. And because of God knew he'd be the one to deceive him, he made him that way. God got so much glory out of finished work as he was creating Satan because he knew what he was going to do beforehand. And Satan, you know, archangels are very, very tall, very strong, shoulders very broad, and they are very, very attractive, like beautiful, angelic models. And Satan... That's his identity, how he looks. But he just filled with so much evil that it can cause you not even to focus on the beauty God has created him to look like because he's got so much darkness on the inside that transfer on the outside. That's like seeing someone so beautiful but with a nasty attitude and it just takes their beauty away. In the kingdom, when we get past Christ, it's not just an ordinary conversation like, what did you do here? What did you not do here? The conversation, you know, you're serving him, you're loving him, you're honoring him, you're exalting him in his presence because you never encounter him the way you have for that day is set for that day. And as he encounter you, He's just telling you how much you really mean to him. He's not going to tell nobody what they should have done and what they could have done and what they did wrong. He will say to those who don't know him, I never knew you. But that's not the end of the conversation. Please hear me. He give you a chance, an opportunity to get to know him. You understand. Our spirits. People have us thinking that spirits are just see-through. Just white. White is like a white see-through <laughs> image of you. And our spirits does not look like that. Our spirits. Our spirits. There is no flesh in our spirits. But they are color. There is a lot of color in the kingdom. The color that you are, it remains that way, but not in the flesh. You can change your hair. You can change the length of your hair. You can change the color of your hair. You can change your eye color, but you cannot change your features. Your nose, your mouth, the structure of that stays the same. Even your ear stays the same. Your neck, your arms, all of that stays the same. No one is overweight in the kingdom. No lack is in the kingdom. There is no one in the kingdom with dwarfism. None of that is in the kingdom. That's a, that's a deformity. People that's here in the earth appear to be a dwarf, have their average height in the kingdom. 
And you can change your outfits, but, you know, your features remain the same. One day you may want long hair. Next day you might want short hair. You may want long lashes, may want short lashes. You can change your appearance by a thought. Just thinking red hair, and it will appear to be red. Just thinking curly hair today, straight them off, and it will be that way. You can think it and it be, or you can actually go up to it and get it done. Or you can do it yourself. There are salons in the kingdom. There are so many restaurants in the kingdom, so many theme parks in the kingdom, so much body of water in the kingdom. If you like water, you definitely have your own island in your, in your mansion, even how you want it to be, inside, outside. And it's all because of who you are. God loves us. There are so many things to do in the kingdom. There are so many realms in the kingdom. And there are no limits to what you can receive. And go higher and higher in the kingdom. You can speak a place and you be there. You can speak a cup in your hand and it will appear. You are in the image of God. And that's how you want us to be here in the earth. You have what you say. You understand? But in the kingdom, you can speak anything and it is. You can speak new clothes, new designs, or you can even just sit there and use your hands to create the craft. You can go to a restaurant and eat, or you can speak the food you want to eat in your face. There's no reason no one would want to just remain in their mansion all the time. There's so much things to do outside of your mansion. You are there forever. And you can change the style, the color, the form. You know, the agriculture of it is just so amazing. Some of your mansions are the shape of your favorite thing to do. Your favorite, some of them people's favorite thing to eat. Even in the shape of a heart, any kind of music note, if you're into music, God got songs for you to minister unto him in his presence. It's so much. And God is everywhere at the same time. There are so many choirs in the kingdom. But when they all come together and sing, when God showed me that, that is something very powerful about to happen. And then God has shown me different realms in the kingdom. And people be standing on different realms and they'll all be looking down upon us. There is a beautiful opening in the ballroom in the kingdom and angels are flying around in the inside. So amazing. So many animals all over. It's the children's choir is amazing and they always wear when they minister red and white red bottoms and white tops all on one accord sounding so beautiful and these and this choir God showed me were actually kids who departed here prematurely it could be due to being murdered being what I mean they all had you know was murdered but the different way they were murdered 
It could be due to kidnapping, rape, whatever. Whatever how the child departed their body. They are in that choir. And they were all singing. And a God took me into that room and then took me to another room. The choir goes up from age. But then the adult choir, the entire king. Imagine everyone in the kingdom who wants to be in the choir, in the choir singing like that. It's amazing. The hallways. God is just showing me things about my mansion. Just the curtains and the windows. The way how it's just draped. It's like pure silk. There's a unique name of a gem, a stone, an onyx of everything that God has for you. God know I like marbles and things. One day you can have a marble floor. The next day you can have a different kind of floor. It's up to how you want it to be. But when you see it for the very first time, Christ created it that way due to your personality and your character and your passion. He knows you more than yourself. And everyone has the same expression. Everyone in the kingdom come together to see you be escorted into your home for the very first time. Gosh. Eyesight is very important in the kingdom. Seeing is very important in the kingdom. Everyone's eyes will be upon you. Wherever you go, your eyes meet. You don't even have to open your mouth a lot of places. And even if you don't want to, it's either you can use your mouth to talk or you can let your hearts talk. Every powerful encounter I had with God and Heavenly Host, our hearts talked. And our mouths were shut. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I thank God for that. Our Father feasts all the time. All the time. Fruits and omelets and burgers and God eats a lot and desserts oh God he eats desserts like nobody's business and I mean triple stack on top of a triple stack fudge on top of fudge chocolate on chocolate cake hallelujah God always and he likes pizza whenever it's a very a festive celebration in the kingdom they show their celebration by one way of, and that's eating pizza. God always prepare pizza and serve. He will make one pizza, and that one pizza will feed the entire kingdom. And we will all have more than enough. And we can all do the same thing our father can do. The beaches and the kingdom are amazing. The love, amazing. Amazing. It's amazing, guys. I never forget the roller coaster called Strawberry Shortcake. And it's the biggest roller coaster in the kingdom, and it's white. And you get ushered in before you go on a ride, and they give you a bowl of Strawberry Shortcake. If you want ice cream with it, you can. And you're eating as you're going up the ride. <laughs> so amazing. So amazing. Even God even have... Cameras where they capture pictures of you when they take off. And you're not afraid. You're actually in so much joy. Hallelujah. God, you are so good to us. You are so good, God. 
Yes, Father. It's like different style. Like, for an example, God showed me a lot of, you know, he don't show me a lot of pig. Uh, when it comes to eating, he don't show me too much of anything about pig, like bacon, like pork. But it's a way that he create the bacon to taste the same, to look the same. You understand? I'm not saying it's not in the kingdom, but he have not exposed any pork unto me. It would look like it, taste like it, but it just wouldn't be. It'd be so much more better than that. The burgers, oh God, they are very juicy. Very juicy. They got so many classical restaurants and theaters. You like to look at, you like to go to the movies. You got your, everything in your mansion. Hallelujah, but it won't keep you in there. You'll be excited to be there, but it won't keep you in there because you will want to come to fellowship. And you don't have to wonder to go somewhere to find God. He's always with you. Always with you. One moment, God will have a ponytail. Next thing he have his hair down. See, God knows, Jesus doesn't know I like man buns. <laughs> I do. I like buns a lot. And I, uh, Jesus knows when he have an encounter with me, you know, I like the bun. And I like the Prince Charming look, like the dress up look a lot. But you can also dress down because I dress down too. So sometimes Jesus will come with a white t-shirt, blue jeans, you know, tennis shoes, you know what I'm saying, suit strings untied. And next minute he'll come with, you know, dressed like a prince, you know, just, you know, straight, like going straight to the ballroom style. Or he could just, you know, wear whatever. He always, he's so fat. He got so much fashion. Him and the father, him and the father look alike, same height, same weight, same everything, but they just dress differently. They don't wear the same thing all the time. And one time I even cornrowed Jesus' hair. <laughs> and I thought it was very cute, but it didn't last long. <laughs> he would do anything for you just to see you enjoy it. He's not like man bun, so God not into the man bun thing, but... <laughs> If I, I put guy hair in a bun once and he did it just for me and took it right down just for me in front of me. <laughs> and I was like, God, I like man buns. The man of God who, you know, when we get married, can I put his hair in the man bun? And I like it at the top. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I know he wears his in the back. <laughs> God. God said he'll let you do it, but he'll take it right down. <laughs> He would take it right down. <laughs> but he'd do it though, just to please you, but he'd take it down. But I just thank God, like, like Jesus, I, I love you guys so much, Father. The way how you dress, your style, your fashion, I love it. God, God dressed down a lot, believe it or not. God would wear a t-shirt quickly <laughs> and a pair of slots or something or a pair of jeans. But he do dress up for every occasion. For every occasion. That's why I don't even know how that's going to happen when I get married. And knowing that y'all going to be there. And I've been with y'all my entire life. And knowing y'all and looking at y'all and being credited in such a way. God. He said the glory going to keep you standing. Thank you. Glory, oh, he said the glory going to keep you cute. Okay. The glory going to keep you cute. Ah, God know I like cute. Okay. Oh, God. You got to snap your fingers, God, when you say cute. Ah, I love you. Yes, I love you so much, my Lord. My father, you guys, is so much to look forward to. 
Your family cheer you on. The entire kingdom cheer you on. Everybody going to want you to spend time. Your first couple of days home. Oh, gosh. First couple of years. People are going to want you to come with them. Come to their mansion. Lay in their mansion. Sleep in their mansion. Go to the beach with them. Like, everybody going to be pulling you all in these directions. Come here. Come eat with me. Come do this. Come do this. And you're like, oh, my God. The love is so amazing. The love is so amazing. So amazing. That's why I was thinking, how in the world can Satan ever think a thought like that in the kingdom? Oh, no. He saw everybody worship God and serve God, and he wanted that type of treatment. What do you think was going to happen when you tried to operate that way? Did you not think you were going to get kicked out? Oh, God. Got kicked out. And look so dark. So dark. So dark. It's sad to honestly say that Satan hates us. How can someone be created from love just like us, but not in our image, and hate us? We're from the same place, and yet you're full of hate. You hate us so much that you wish we had eternal hell with you. And the demons that are with him wish they never even listened, but it's too late for them. Even Satan himself wish he never listened, but it's too late. I can hear heaven and I can also hear the pit. Satan have no idea what hell feels like, but he knows it's created for him and there's nothing he can do about it. And fire, gnashing of teeth, just crying for the rest of your life. Forever. Jesus. Jesus. He will have no connection to where we are. Where he will be, it will be, and it will go. And it will remain that way forever. And we are taken up in the kingdom and we go, and we be there forever. Judgment day will be the last day that Satan will ever see any of us. And that'll be the last day we will all experience any encounters with him, ever. No one mourns in the kingdom because there's no sadness in the kingdom. When God say our family members look down upon us, they're not looking to see your trial or tribulation. God shows the family members your victories. He don't show them you crying at night. Then God may have them to come in the midst of you crying just to stir you up. But God would not just have them to see you like that. Because there are no ways and no expressions of sadness in the kingdom. That can't even be an encounter. That's like trying to put a lie on the truth. There's joy there. Joy only can recognize joy. Joy do not recognize sorrow. And if you're here sorrowful, they can't even recognize that. All they see on you are your victories. God is not going to expose anyone false in front of their family or anybody in the kingdom. Whether you're drinking or smoking, not going to have your family members see you like that. 
They only see the victory. Now, God may give you an encounter with a family member telling you, this, you know, hold on. He know who to use to reach you, basically. And sometimes it takes a family member who went home to reach someone who currently here. And I thank God for such a gift because it's been this way my entire life. And I'm experiencing so much more encounters. The same way I could talk about heaven, I could also talk about the pit. I, and then God says, as he exposed the pit unto me, thank God for Murray Baxter. She, God used her to introduce me to demonic forces and the hierarchy, how Satan has his set up. The same way God has his archangels, Satan has his archdemons. You understand? And Asmodeus is his number one. The same way, that's his number one, his chief of the army. The same way God has Michael for ours, Satan has Asmodeus for his. And a lot of people be afraid to call out their names because you're thinking that you're calling them forth. They're already aware of what you're saying in the atmosphere. And they know darn well not even come close when you're having a conversation about them, when you know who you are. And therefore, they know what you can do. He hear me mentioning his name, and he trusts me. He's standing right where he is. If they sense fear on you, they're going to attack and feed off of that. But when you stand and be how God called you to be, using your authority, they are afraid of that. I had many encounters with Satan with that. Many times God had to, God, what God did to introduce me to demonic forces before I even knew about Muriel Baxter. I mean, this was like 12, 13. God to have me just go straight in a battlefield and just give me a shield. All I have is a shield. And send me in a battlefield. And Satan already there waiting for me. And there's no way out of that battlefield but just, you know, fighting. But the thing about it is, you're not physically fighting. God was wanting me just to fight by using my faith, which is standing my ground. And what he was teaching me is not to be afraid. I was afraid of what I saw about Satan. I was afraid of evil. I was afraid of bad because it's the opposite of who we are. And God wanted to teach me at a very young age, do not be afraid. Satan saw my fear and God saw my victory. And because I know now, I don't even have encounters like that as much anymore because of the victory I'm aware of. But God still exposed Satan's plan unto me. Like right now, he's building up a pyramid with his demons and they're building a pyramid similar to like the walls of Jericho. And the thing about it is, they're shaking. They can't even hold each other up. So unstable. As they keep building to get higher, they all crumble and fall down. They keep trying to build and fall. But they are very, very persistent. You know why? Because they were created to be persistent as angels and archangels. You understand? Persistency is from the kingdom. Whether you use it or misuse it, it's still persistence. That's why Satan seeks around. He will not give up. 
He wasn't created to give up. But he's using his persistence in the wrong way. You understand? And I just thank God that the kingdom of God is within us. A cup of orange juice. Yeah, Father. You are so amazing to me. I saw you. I saw you, Father. You flew that car over me. And you looked at me dead in my eyes. Not, don't use the word dead, excuse me. You looked at me right in my eyes. Eye-to-eye encounters like that. I'm telling you guys, the kingdom is so amazing. Celebrations all day because there's someone going home every day, all day. (coughs) Excuse me. Hallelujah. We only get one life on this earth the way we are here. Why not make it count? Why not do the best we can do by allowing God's plan to be fulfilled in and through our lives? God said to me, very important, I have given you all of me. Give me all of you. I so love you. I want you to so love me. And when he said that at the time, he said, I've given you everything. I've given you all I got. Then give me all you got. Show me that you so love me the way how I so love you that I gave. Give me your best. Give me your best. Why wait to go home to do so when you can do it now? And that goes for all of us. Oh God, Shikian. There are four angels. Mosakian. In each corner of my wall in my home. Oh Mosashikania. They are so still just standing there. Waiting upon a release. God knows that I never really had a good Christmas. My whole half of my childhood was based upon a man who don't even exist on a sleigh, that don't even exist, who I waited up for just about all of my childhood. (laughs) And when I set up one night, I said, forget this. I'm making cookies and I'm waiting for, I want to see Rudolph. I want to see his nose. For real, guys, I really did that. I said, I'm sitting up all night. My mother was like, you got to go to bed. I said, I'm sitting up all night and I'm waiting. Go to bed. 
You're not sitting up, you smart child. There's always got to be a smart without the bunch. And she don't mean smart mouth. She mean intelligence. Like, why you got to sit up and wait? You're going to ruin the plan? <laughs> it wouldn't take you to sit up. Go to bed. <laughs> and I act like I went to bed. Oh, God. I act like I went to bed. I got up. I tiptoed, tip, 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 tip. tip. I, I got them cookies. I snuck in the kitchen and got the cookies. And I sat up in that in the balcony. In the window, and I looked up in the same spot all night. And I said, Where are you, Santa? You can't still be at the North Pole. I don't have no chimney. I'm in an apartment. So you gotta come through this, this door right here. I wanna see Rudolph, I wanna see Asford, Benson, all of them. No one showed up. <laughs> I was so, you know, upset. <laughs> I ate the cookies very angrily. A angry. <laughs> angrily. Oh, God, I'm making up words again. Is that a word? I don't know. My God. You don't know. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> and I was so angry eating the cookies. You know, Santa, he ain't never come. I was on the nice list. He never showed up here. I was so good. I was so good. I'm always good. And I was just so angry. I was like, Mom, he never came. He said, here's your presents. He came. No, he did not. I said, there's no Santa. <laughs> I went to school that day. I said, I told my mother, you better not go to school telling those kids there's no Santa. You're going to get jumped. <laughs> I said, I'm going to school telling them there's no Santa. So they can be aware. It's no Santa. I set up and I waited. He ain't show up. Ain't no Santa. And God wanted me to see that because God want all the glory to belong to him. I put all the glory unto a man who don't even exist because I was taught that. He's the one who comes and blasts. He's the one who comes and releases. You sit on this lap and ask him for what you want and he give it to you. He don't even exist. It's God who does that. And I would never raise my children off no freaking Santa. Excuse me, Father, for saying freaking. No dag, no dag on even. No, no darn even. No Santa. <laughs> oh God, God is really changing my, you know, way I talk. <laughs> Hallelujah. I understand, Father. Thank you, Father. Continue to do so. You understand? Help me not make up words. Oh God. <laughs> God, it be sound like it's the right way to use it. Oh God. You have a call coming. Excuse me, that was my son. He just got out of school. Ah, I'm so glad he's coming home. <laughs> But anyway, I was like, there's no Santa. There's no Santa. It's like, they were like, don't go to school saying that. Don't go to school saying that. My God. All the glory and honor belongs to God. All of it. All of it, guys. And God was just showing me things. I mean, having encounters with angels. Oh, God. Angels. You guys are here. That's amazing. My God. Let me, let me tell you about this encounter. I'm, I'm having, it's four angels in each wall of my bedroom. They're very silent. And they're very still. But they are here. Because that's how much God wants them to release unto your life. And that's how much they want to be a blessing to release upon your life. For you to receive the blessings upon your life. But it's not actually far as in time yet. 
I'm talking about Forrester's very second. Now, where would they move and do? I don't know, but they are here. Jesus. My God. Yes, Father. God knows I never really had a good Christmas. Because half my childhood life, you know, pretty much a lie. <laughs> and then every Christmas I always got this presence, presence, presence. You know, I'm not, I don't really care about gifts, guys. I care about time. I care about being with you guys. I care about the music, you know, and, you know, us doing things. And, you know, you know, um, excuse me, um, sweetheart, I'm putting your ear. Um, do you, you like ice skating? Oh, God, <laughs> ice skating. Oh, God. <laughs> I ain't doing some wild things. No, it's not that. I mean, during Christmas time, can you um, come ice skate with me? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's all fun, though. I mean, I haven't done it since I was a kid. So, I don't know. If I fall, just get up and keep going. That's, that's the beauty of it. You fall and get up. <laughs> but you're not like that, sweetheart. You're just so, you know, so together. Like, you just, you know, I, I never seen that side of you. And you're not, ah, you know, just, you know, doing stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You might just watch me skate. You know what I'm saying? Hold my belongings. But, you know what I'm saying? Hold my hot chocolate. But I don't think you're going to be out there. But um, if I say please and I look at you like that, you would. <laughs> I got to find a way how to look at you to get what I want. <laughs> and I really feel like I don't have to go too far with it. I love you, sweetie. I would never have you do anything out of your comfort zone. I understand. I love you. But um, seriously, guys, like I love time. I don't care about the presence. And I love the time. And God said to me, this is going to be the best Christmas you have ever had. You ever had. It's going to be the best Christmas far as the decorations, the lights, the spirit, the music. Oh, God. Santa, baby. Oh, no, it's no Santa. I was right, Father. I used to like that song a lot, though. I did. I did. Okay. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, God. Jesus. Ah, Father. I love you. Yeah. And so many things like that happen in the kingdom. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. The lightings in the kingdom, amazing. God showed me blue light today. It was a room with just blue light. Just blue light. Very beautiful blue. A turquoise blue room. And I thank God for that vision. He's starting to show me so much. They come in like water. They, it's like running water of visions. Vision upon vision upon vision upon vision upon vision. And I thank God for you guys just sitting here listening to me just open up about, you know, my encounters with the kingdom and my encounters with the pit. Oh, God. I'm trying to tell you guys something. The pain that you would experience, God allowed me to feel that pain. That, oh, God. Oh, God. Mm, mm, mm. God had me to feel that pain. And why you guys, excuse me for saying you guys, I was referring to Satan and the demons. Why they are in the key, why they are in, my son is full of surprises. He called me and said, I'm on my way home and he's about to walk in the door. I'm thinking he just got always want to surprise me all the time. Hold on guys. I'm so, so proud of you. You hear me? Yes, I am. Jesus. I love being a mom. My God. My son is like this. Oh, God.
like the best. God. Mm-mm-mm. All because I brought him up the way God wanted me to bring him up just so he can be the way he is. Jesus. Oh, God, I'm so grateful for a son like that. Mm-mm-mm. I just had to let you guys know that. Oh, God. Love that boy. God. Mm-mm-mm. I'm still learning, guys. We all, as parents, will continue to learn as God continue to teach, continue to learn from him, though. You understand? Because God knows what to impart in you to release and impart into your child to be who they are and what they called. You understand? <laughs> I found my son laughing at me one time. I was speaking in tongues, in uh, diverse tongues. I, I, if I had to guess what language that had to be, it had to be like Victorese. Oh, God. And my son was laughing. He wanted to see, he wanted me to see me laughing. And I saw him grin. I said, do not laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. He said, I'm not laughing at you. Just that I, I, I never heard that sound before. <laughs> I never heard you say that before. It just sounds, you know, different. I said, but different is not funny. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. It's a form of praise. But it's okay that you did, but now you know not to do it again. He said, okay, but it was, you know, it was funny, Mom. I said, okay, but just don't do it again. Because that's from God. You understand? But um, I had you guys long enough. Hi, I love y'all. <laughs> don't leave me. Please stay with me. I've been in this mountain. I've been on this mountain for a long time. I'm trying to take. I don't have no beard or nothing like Moses did. I'm trying to take. Moses, what did you eat when you were on the mountain? Wow, nothing. Jeez. Oh, food. Spiritual food. You ain't even had no natural appetite. I can imagine. I can, it get like that for me sometimes too, Moses. Yeah, but not that long. <laughs> not that long, Moses. Not that long. <laughs> okay, just stop playing. Moses! I love you. Oh, Moses, you are tall. You are very tall. Jesus. The way how Jesus showed me himself and John on the shore like that. Jesus. His hair just blowing in the wind. If I had to guess the weather that day, guys, it was like, what, 75 degrees? So beautiful. But that weather where God took me, where he took Paul to take out sight, it was like uh, a 1,000 degrees out there. No, it was all humidity. No wind, no no blow, no none of that out there. Wasn't no animals all around. No birds, nothing. No grass, just straight dust, dirt, and horses and stuff. Jesus, they didn't even want to be there that hot. I just thank God for encounters like that. God, Father, look how you play. No, you don't have no words to say. God. Oh, God. Yeah. God said, your help is on the way. Your help is on the way. You think I need help? Everyone needs help. And when I asked him that, He know why I asked him that. Not to say I don't need anybody. Because I need everybody. But he know why I asked him that. 
because God has never said that to me before. He never said help is on the way to me, ever. Not one time until just now. And a lot of decisions that, and a lot of choices God will put in your heart to make just so you can walk more properly in your assignment to fulfill it. Things you used to have a hunger for, you won't have a hunger for anymore. If you used to watch TV so much, you won't even hunger to watch TV that much at all anymore. He showed me Omega symbol. Yes, all these angels, y'all just standing. They have their heads bowed and they, both of their hands are like, you know, close to cavern. Let me tell you guys about this angel. Oh God, I will never forget. I don't know, for some reason, I always hear the men names of angels. I never, you know, Michael and, you know, Raphael, all of them, you know, Gabriel, you know. But I never heard of a female one. You know, there are female, you know, how, and you know, how are these like that? Oh, God. Oh, God. Because I encountered one. And my spirit knew exactly who she was when she was walking up to me in the mall. We were in a mall in a dream. In order for me to see, I had to bend down to pick up something to see her change her disguise. Because I couldn't see. I was, I'm not able to see in the flesh how she really looks. I just couldn't take that level of that power that's on this angel. And she just walked up towards me and I yelled in her face. I was like, ah, ah, real loud. Like I was like screaming like, ah, ah, from her presence. I was screaming so loud and she came and just digged her hands right in my belly and started moving things around. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, don't move away. Don't, don't move away. Don't be frightened. This has to happen. This has to happen. And that's what she did. Start moving things around. And then as she began to do things on the inside of me, I, I collapsed in her arms. And then she began to do, it's like, you know, when the person got a drill on, they got the glasses to go with the, the sparks and all that stuff going on. But she didn't have no sparks. It was just her hands doing all that. And her, her pupils became shields. That's how powerful our father presence uh, is. That she couldn't even see him at that moment like that. She could see him, but when he, when the glory is like that, the, the glory of God can have you blind. Your eyes can even take the, the lights of the glory. Is that, is that outshining? I've seen her eyes become shields. Metal shields. And then God tapped me three times on my left shoulder. One, two, three. And I wasn't even able to turn to look at him because his power presence was that powerful. But I knew it was Father. Let me know I'm right here. Oh, God. Whatever you're doing and you know it's not right, stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Don't make noise. If you feel in your heart that it's not right, let me say that, then stop it. Well, being your heart not right might not be in somebody else's heart that's not right. But stop it. Stop it. 
a good friend of mine who went home to be with the Lord last week, I really took that heart, guys. I really did. Because the thing about it is, she and her husband never told anybody anything. The last picture she had in the hospital was on her anniversary. All she said was, if I had a choice, it would not be spending my anniversary with my husband in the hospital. I'm thinking she pregnant, you know, and don't want to tell us. Because, you know, they got like four, you know. They came like back to back. I was like, hey, that's whatever, you know, do it. If that's what you want to do. But that's what it just kept happening. I was like, oh, she's pregnant again. That's why she's in the hospital. She probably just gave birth and she wanted to know. Because they surprise people like that. But the thing is, it was happening for a very long time. Now everyone's telling me everything after the fact. It's like they called me and said, this morning, she went home. What you mean? What you mean? What do you mean she went home? It's not her time. She was very ill. No, she wasn't. No, she was not. Who spoke that over her? Who had her to even claim that over her? Who had her to even claim that over herself? She wasn't ill. And I just felt, I, I, honestly, I got a big bottle of wine that night. Big. And I was just like, dude, man. All this, this it's been happening for years. And you guys tell me the day she go home? We didn't want no one to know. I could have done something. You kept the opportunity for me to release God's prosperity in her life. And then when I tried to call her back, she already showed me herself in the kingdom. And whenever God showed me someone already home, they're not coming back here. And I just kept calling her forward. And she just, you know, God had her to show me her because God kept hearing me call her. And God had to answer me. Because it wouldn't be polite for God not to. And I was like, what is this? This don't even sound right. But we all knew, but we didn't want everyone else to know. I'm one of the people that you should have said something to. Because apparently, all of y'all said something that shouldn't even been said. But we're not going to get into that because we know what she is. I don't want no one to blame themselves or have it in their heart. But let me tell you something. You're going to have what you say. And that's the truth. No matter who you are and what you do or how you go home. You understand? I mean, we have to really just keep it real. For real. Keep it real. If that's what you're going to say, then that's what you're going to have. Simple as that, regarding any of us. But thank God we know where you are. And it took me so, and trust me, the wine did, because you, you drink wine to celebrate, not to, you know, no other reason. 
And I was not celebrating. But I said I was. But I really wasn't. I wound up being so, you know, crying. Just crying. Just filling the wine crying, basically. Which is a very uncomfortable feeling. Because they don't have celebration written on it at all. Hallelujah. But it happens. And I was like, this just, you know, Jesus Christ. God made sure that her kids are well taken care of for the rest of their lives. And her husband for the rest of their lives. While they're here in the earth. And I haven't, I didn't go to, you know, down there. I haven't seen any of them since or even before. When I see them, they want to see me this weekend. And when I see them, I don't know what to say. Thank you, Father. He said, to God be the glory. Say that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let me tell you something. Having the anointing to lead people to Christ, it can you cannot allow it to, to build any burdens on you or even put pressure on you because people can put pressure on you. And you have to remain calm and release to the people what God want you to say and not what the people want you to say. You understand? You have to let them know all the time that God is in control and not me and not you. And some people will ask you the same thing over and over and you're going to give them the same answer until they stop asking because it's settled in their heart that the answer is not going to ever change because our Father is still the same. I am so happy. My family is like, oh my God, look at God on you like that. And that's for all of us, guys. And it's so merry, oh, merry pastor. Oh God. Oh God, she just said to my spirit in a vision that God is going to show me a whole another realm of demonic forces as well as angelic forces that I've never seen. And that's why these four angels are here, representing each part of the earth, north, south, east, and west. And that's where they be at. The outside of the earth, north, south, east, west. And yet they are in here in my bedroom on the four walls of my home. Whatever God you about to do in me, go ahead. My God. My God. No, I would not talk you out of it. No. God, I'm in this room for a reason. I'm trying to tell you. God. God, it's about to be a huge movement. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. 
Oh, God, we are all a part of a huge movement, my God. Jesus. Satan is so afraid. I held you guys long enough. As you know, my son just got home. I want to enjoy spending time with him. My son is such, I get so many compliments. Your son is so respectful. He's such a gentleman. He's so polite. I went to the altar and worshiped God, and, I, and someone told me that my son was watching the whole time. He used to mimic me a lot. I raised my hands. He raised his hands. I put him, I said, no, you feel, you do what you feel led to do, son. You don't have to do everything that I do. But I'm so honored that he chose to mimic me because you are mimicking the right one. I'm trying to tell you. Because you are definitely mimicking the God in me. Hallelujah. But I love you guys so much. I love you guys. Thank you, Father, for the encounters. Hallelujah. Greater is he who's in us, guys. God, want me to close this out with prayer and heavenly language. Sakanda mosani shakan. Sihanda mosana shanhani mohiyan. Anyana mosan kanyana mosiyan. Anyana mosa kanyana mosa shakaniyan. Anana mosa kanyan anana mosa shakaniyan. Ianamukoyan shakanamosaniyan I see two hearts and God put one heart inside the other heart and that is one big heart. I see a lot of hearts just being just exposed like, oh God. And I mean hearts of love, the love of God. It's rushing like a mighty wind. And every heart is still. Because he wants you to express, he wants you to experience, he wants you to encounter, he wants you to release and receive every expression he has concerning you in the area of love. The way how he talks to you with love, the way how he treats you with love, the way how he show you his love, the way how he hold you with his love, the way how he embrace you with his love. Now I'm seeing all green, all green, an emerald, like a huge emerald. I'm not a person who has favorites, but my favorite color is neon pink, hot pink. But when God showed me green, I never knew green actually looked that nice. Every color is nice, but green looks really nice when it's shiny. Hallelujah. I see a lot of money and I see it by telephone. 
Someone's about to receive their breakthrough. When God showed me a phone, he's about to answer. Greater is he who's in us than he who's 